So we do everything as human beings with intent, whether we are aware of that intent or not. Basically, every action that we take is done with the aim towards something other than what it is that we're currently doing. That is just that we are constantly engaged in a striving towards something. Um, and the actions that we're taking to get to that end are often only a means uh, that we employ to achieve the end. But everything that we do has intention strewn about and within it. Currently, right now, I am talking with the intention of trying to, to not sound stupid, right? To trying to talk uh, in a way that you know, breeds a certain amount of confidence uh, into the listener's ears that I that there's something here worth listening to. So the intention is to, again, be intelligent sounding and authoritative. So there's this kind of imagery that's cast. And there's a very fine balance here between imagery, between what it is that we portray and the authenticity of who we are. The difficulty is that the image that we put up, we often want that image to be as perfect as possible, whatever it is that perfect means to us, or however we think we see perfection or something done properly. Again, that intention is filled when when we do something in a way that we're satisfied with. We say, okay, again, I, I spoke with a certain uh, kind of intelligence, a kind of authority. Um, I articulated myself in a way that I am happy with. Um, I acted in a, a way that hopefully uh, put me on a path towards achieving a certain end, towards achieving a certain goal. But the problem is that that image is not always authentic. And yet, at the same time, I think that we are frequently striving for authenticity at the same time. So the question is, how do we become authentic and put forth the image that we, we want to portray. There's nothing necessarily wrong with wanting to put your best face forward, of course. Uh, however, what tends to happen is we accidentally, and again, I, I think that people are good at, at their very cores. This this doesn't happen because of you know some some bad nature on, on our part. 
But what happens is that we get so wrapped up in the image. We get so caught up in the the way that we think we we need to appear. Um, that what ends up taking place act quite by accident is that the authenticity is is sacrificed uh, without us again even realizing that this is occurring because I think if you asked somebody just about basically anybody would you rather have a good image or be authentic I think most people at least if you're speaking directly to their heart and they were they were answering you in kind I think most people would say that they would rather be authentic uh, and I tend to think that if you are capable of being authentic then a, a an image, a, a true image will ultimately shine through and that true image because we are generally good in nature is going to be something that's positive that you yourself can be happy about and proud of. So how do we then make ourselves authentic? How do we sort of balance this happening that takes place in the undercurrent of basically every action we take as human beings? And again, that undercurrent is that every action we take is fraught with intentionality. So how do we act in a way that can be authentic, that can present the intention clearly so that we can communicate effectively and effectively get what it is that we want? Of course, there's a huge problem with quote-unquote getting what we want because getting what we want is not always the best thing for us, of course. Quite simply because we don't have the full picture. We're not objective beings. We're subjects with a very limited scope as to what's best for, uh, with, with everything. But especially, and ironically enough, it seems like sometimes when we think of what is best for us, we, and this is where we so often get confused psychologically, existentially, emotionally, we think we know what's best for us. We operate with under, within these certain parameters, under these certain ideas about how our lives should be, who we should be as people, as parents, as, as friends, as family, as employees. There are so many different labels that so many different guises that we have to operate under that we think we have to live up to these certain ideals yet the idea 
and the reality as we've talked about so, 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 so often before. The idea does not always match the reality and because we are subjects with a limited scope, with limited knowledge about uh, not only the world beyond us, but even about ourselves because of that limited knowledge about ourselves interacting with the world or the, the consequences that come out of the interaction between ourselves and the world because our, our gauge is, is just so narrowly focused. We, we, we don't always know. And the danger is we think we know. And of course, there's actually nothing wrong with thinking that we know something. That's how we actually do go about operating the majority of the time. We think we know how to do a certain thing. We think we know what certain people want to hear. And, and we act accordingly. That, that's totally fine. But like with anything that is eventually successful, that operation has to be open to change. It cannot, under any circumstance, be so transfixed on itself, be so consumed by what it thinks to be the proper course that it never deviates from it, even when all the signs point to a deviation being completely and totally necessary. And yet, ironically enough, the answer to all of this somewhere lies within the question is how do we become authentic? How do we balance that authenticity with the proper image? Because we have to be in our interactions, in our intentions, mindful of the party that we're interacting with. I am currently walking right now. There are some hills along the trail. I don't necessarily want to go up them, but if I acted in a way in, in which I wanted, which would be in this instance, not to climb the hill, I would no longer be on the path. So the path is simply what the path is. It's our job not to judge it, but to walk it. We can maneuver it in various ways. I just stepped over a creek. There were a number of ways that I could have gone through it. I could have gone across a little wood plank. I could have trudged right through it and gotten my feet all wet. What I decided to do is hop across a, a couple of rocks that were sticking out uh, uh, just across the surface. There are a number of ways to traverse it. I mean, similarly, I could walk on either side of the path. I could walk straight down the middle. I could turn around. But the terrain, that terrain being objectivity, being oftentimes being itself, capital B, being itself, life itself is not always a terrain that we get to dictate. And of course, there are consequences uh, that come out of our choices. 
I chose to walk across the stream on top of the rocks. My feet wound up getting a little wet anyways. So I almost would have been just as good as just walking right through it. And it certainly would have been probably easier on my ankles. Um, but though that's revisionist kind of history. You, you, we can't look at things in, in that nature, or, or I should say through that lens and perspective. What we have to do is clearly learn from it and continue on. It just so happens that the path that I'm currently on uh, is an out and back trail. So much like in life, I'm going to cross that very same stream again. Now this time from a different angle um, and I'll be going a slightly different way. It'll be a slightly different time of day, but I'll know better next time how to traverse it. And that's where our growth happens. That's where we wind up eventually building strength and energy and some fortitude of character. And unfortunately, when we are trying to always focus on coming up with the perfect image, we sacrifice so many of those things. Because authenticity is not necessarily perfect. And that's kind of its point. It, it couldn't be perfect if the image was the priority, at least not at, at its core. And here's the problem, is that the facade, the image does look perfect. But again, that's the veneer. There's nothing under it, or at least the more energy that's devoted to the image, the less that there is for the authenticity. And the authenticity, of course, is the foundational thing. It's the thing that gels everything else together. How often in your life have you come up against something or someone in reality that you had no experience with prior to that moment? And the experience that you had with that person or thing was completely different than the idea that you had in your mind. This happened to me absolutely when I first got, ironically enough, to Hollywood. And even Los Angeles in general. I had this idea that it was going to be this, this glamorous, beautiful space with all these magnificent people and all, all these amazing places that were right there. And I'm not saying that there aren't amazing people and magnificent places in and around Hollywood and LA, but it wasn't the reality that I had in my mind about them. It didn't match up. The authenticity that was portrayed through the media or we can't even, and here's the other thing, we can't even necessarily pass off the idea about a certain thing or a certain person solely on 
the imagery that that person, that thing, that public relations firm is projecting, a large part of that is on us, is on the ideas that we hold on to from those impressions. So culpability, uh, you know, goes a number of different ways there. And that is also the point and a lesson of intent. What do we cling to? The projection or what it is that is generating a projection. And what generates the projection is the motivation behind it. See, motivation is the catalyst of intention and intention the catalyst of action. We are motivated to act, but what we forget to mention is there's a step in between, which is intention. Or one could look at it as the intention creates the motivation, which then creates the action. I want this. It motivates me to do that. Therefore, I act in this way. Or I'm motivated to do a certain thing. The motivation causes me to go about it in a certain way. I'm going to approach it from a certain angle. Doing something in a certain way and then we go about executing the action, bringing the motivation, bringing the intention into being, into action, into praxis itself. So the question then still remains, how do we get to be authentic through all of this? Realizing that we have some other motivations, some other intentions behind our actions, behind the thing because there is, of course, a great amount of portrayal in the action. There's a great amount of imagery, artfulness strewn into the action. Right now, again, I'm trying to not sound like I'm gasping for air as I climb up a hill and talk because my intention is to not take away from the listening experience and to not sound like I'm struggling physically as I, as I do this because I'm motivated to put on a certain performance, a certain appearance. There's nothing wrong for that. And in fact, in many cases, just like this example, there's a mind towards the listener, towards the observer herself, uh, that's baked into that intentionality. I don't want me gasping for air to take away from the listener's experience. And in the same way, I don't want it to sound like I'm weak or I'm distracted because I'm physically struggling along while I'm also trying to uh, put the synapses together in my brain to communicate something. Uh, effectively. So authenticity has to be something that is just that. Authentic, obviously. 
that's circular logic, but for a very good reason, because without authenticity, you, you clearly cannot present something that is true, veritable, or real. And what that tends to look like is something that, again, the image is constantly working against. For us to be authentic, we have to be truly open. We have to really be willing to discover ourselves through this process of of working with the otherness of the world. The way that I want to articulate this, if it was scripted, if I sat back and thought about it, like I do with uh, my writings, I often take uh, recordings that I make here and turn them into writings. And those those writings are the, the perfect polished piece. It's that final product. Um, but it's not necessarily spontaneous. It's revision after revision, thoughtful moment after thoughtful moment. But again, they often come from these recordings that are spontaneous, that are extemporaneous, that are from the heart. And there's no way for me to go back and uh, make these. I guess that's not true. I guess I I could go back and re-record them or do them in a way that uh, maybe would be, again, easier to listen to. But there is a certain amount of creativity that's lost when, when we do that. And authenticity and creativity really very frequently share a similar space because that eventual image, that eventual projection might be an amalgamation of previous creative happenings that come together to make a presentation. But that polished, within that polished work, there's not always room for creativity. So that authenticity kind of has to work hand in hand with creativity. And, and how do we become creative? We often have to become receptive. We have to open ourselves up to the interplay between ourselves and that otherness that is precisely that other than something that's not at least perceptibly us, ourselves, and at the same time, let that seep into us and have it affect us, have it mold us, have it shape us, have it help to not only uh, build us, but, but also kind of identify through that otherness. Because there's this constant interplay between the otherness of the world and that which we perceive to, to be ourselves. But we, we can't be authentically ourselves unless we're open to that receptivity itself and open to walking that path, no matter the terrain. Because that, that terrain, we can't always dictate. We can 
again, navigate it in our own ways oftentimes, but we, we can't always dictate it. The, the image is an attempt to grab hold and, and, and dictate something and project something that is within our control. Or maybe more accurately, it's the attempt to take something out of our control and make it controllable. See, to become authentic means to be who we are. And yet who we are is not ever truly defined. Who we are, what we are, is always evolving because there's always this interplay with otherness. There's always this interaction with the world, with ourselves, with our thoughts, with consciousness, with blah, blah, blah. It never ends. Life is a relationship. So authenticity is found within allowing yourself to discover yourself and not pretending to be this fixed thing, this fixed person. That's where we die. That's where we stop evolving. That's where we stop becoming. But we have to be open to the happening itself in the first place, to the discovery, to the evolution, to the imperfection, to all of these ideas, concepts, thoughts about ourselves and about how things should be, how that image should appear. That has to all go away. We have to put all of that aside. And once we do that, we open up this space for creativity, for discovery, for our true, and here it is, and authentic selves to shine through and participate with all of that, to be imperfect, to walk across that stream and, and, and fall into it in front of others, <laughs> to, to be a human being and to be all the heart-wrenching and difficult and unbelievably beautiful and joyful things that go along with being so. And when we're able to do that, that's when the fear dissipates. That's when that ego that people are so often talking about in this negative way and connotation, that's when that all starts to be put to the side as an afterthought, if it's ever a thought even at all at that point. This is not an easy thing to do. And it's not always pretty. More often than not, it's really hard. Really, really hard. But it is really, really important. Because if we are able to, to be our truest selves, that's where the magic happens. That's where all of this pain that we hold on to gets cast aside. That's where we're able to forgive ourselves, others, understand that nothing about this whole experience of life is necessarily completely within our, our control. So 
that want to control it is understandable. And so it presents itself as a, as a great irony that the only way to control it is, is to let go of it. To be authentic is quite simply just to be. And from there, we see what happens.